BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between breaking it down. The Twisted Tuesday has begun, and it's a stacked Twisted Tuesday at that Pamela Anderson style. Baywatch. Let's do this thing. Mike Tenier is going to be kicking it with us. Pete Annapolis is kicking it with us. Steve Merrill throws it down uh, with us. Andrew McInnes joins us on the program. Jeff Feinberg joins us. That's right. It's the Fabulous Five. All right, the Fab Five. Uh, do we really have five guests? I don't think we do. Uh, we got Mike Tanier, Andrew McKinnis, Jeff Feinberg, Steve Merrill, Pete Annapolis. We really do have five guests on the program. It's one of those deals. Last night, we only had two. All right, last night, you know, it was, it was brief as well. We had George Kurtz on, and we had, uh, we had one quick segment last night. Um, who, who do we have with somebody else on the program? Merrick Brave on the show. Uh, last I hard to keep up. Like, seriously, when you consider game time decisions in this show, like I've spoken to like, I don't know, like 12 different people uh, today. I don't need to speak to strangers. I speak to enough people during the day as it is. <laughs> so this is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159. So whatever, whatever fan, like, uh, whatever, you know, whatever sport you're a fan of, whatever you're a fan of, um, we've got you covered. All right, we're talking NHL hockey. Andrew McKinnon's going to join us. And NHL hockey, we're smoking hot right now. Smoking. Like, I, I tweeted out, look, I'm four, I said, man, I'm 14-1 tonight in the NHL. The only loss, the Carolina Hurricanes. Bastard, son of a bitches. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't even like that team. So, um, I said, I'm 14-1 with the Avs pending. They were losing 4-2 when I tweeted that out. It's 4-4 right now. The way things are going, the Avs are going to win this game. We'll recap. We actually murdered it tonight across the board. We loaded up. We put 250 on the in-game Raptors total, 244.5. The game went over the number. Uh, we had the Raptors and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, we had all kinds of stuff. Um, all kinds of stuff. College basketball, we absolutely lit it up and destroyed it. The Virginia Cavaliers. We gave it the over in the Oklahoma and uh, Kansas game. And I said, you know what? Be careful, though. Kansas will win, but they're not going to cover it. It's exactly what happened. And I got to be honest with you. I sort of gave up on Kansas. So the Kansas uh, two-step one with the uh, Kansas State Wildcats and Kansas. Like I said, it was one of those, one of those special nights tonight where the degenerate in you is not happy. You guys know I play a lot if you tune into Game Time Decisions on a nightly basis. A big thing for me in the NHL is I pick my spots and I'll go over one and a half in the first period of play. And and tonight we picked our spots eight times and it went over eight times. It was 10-0 and 0 tonight in the NHL, the over one and a half in the first period. 
So, of course, number one, I'm mad at myself for not betting all 10 games when I bet eight. Because I don't do it blindly. I don't just say, oh, I'm going to bet every game. I sort of go, yeah, this one, that one, this one. No, I'll pass on that one. All 10 went over. Let's roll. It's the Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. We've got a hell of a lot of stuff to unpack, and we got a full house to do it to tonight. We're talking NFL football playoffs. We're talking NFL draft. We're talking uh, college basketball overnight numbers. We'll take a look at all the big games and get a head start uh, tomorrow. We're talking NHL hockey. We're talking NBA basketball. We're talking rookie of the year odds. We got a lot of guests uh, tonight as well. All right, Mike Tenier from the New York Times and FBI Outsiders will join us. We'll talk NFL playoffs with Mike Tenier. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, steps up and in. We'll talk college basketball with Steve. Andrew McKenna steps up and in. Uh, wagertalk.com. We'll talk NHL hockey and NFL playoffs with Andrew McKenna. Pete Annapolis joins us, former assistant coach at the UMass Minuteman, RDS Television, NBA basketball analyst uh, will join us. We'll talk uh, basketball uh, with Pete Annapolis, and uh, we'll break down the Chargers and the Jags game with Jeff Feinberg from Mayo Media Odds Checker. Uh, we'll step up and in. Five guests on the program, so let's get right down to business. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on. We'll get you caught up to date with all the line moves. Uh, news from the National Football League uh, today centers around Sean McVay, and no surprise that it looks like it's over in Los Angeles for Sean McVay. He could not have been more clear, to be honest, after the football game um, on Sunday. And uh, reports are that he told all of the assistants and everybody that basically works there that they're free to start looking for jobs and, you know, basically it's up to them. (laughs) He's given, you know, it's pretty cool of him, actually. It's pretty cool, ultimately, that he told me, because he could just say, ah, you know know what I mean, pull the old college football coach, I don't know anything about anything, and then two hours later, they're at a press conference in another state, right? McVeigh is being pretty upfront with everybody about this, and it's pretty clear. It's not like the writing is on the wall, like, no, no, like... There, there's paint all over our hands here, all right? Like, it's not like, so, you know, there's, there's not this writing, there's spilt paint, McVeigh is leaving. There's all kinds of uh, open head coach spots in the NFL right now, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on as far as the NFL draft. The rumors are beginning already. This is Sports Rage. Let's do this thing. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci.
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. The Phoenix Suns are doing something that they haven't done a lot of. They're winning a basketball game right now, 105 to 89. Uh, we'll see if Golden State are going to go on a little run. Steph Curry is back. Uh, right now, he just actually hit a three, 105-92. We'll keep our eye on this. We have some great NBA talk with Pete Annapolis coming up later. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, all eyes on the Raptors right now. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of drama around the Raptors, and you know, for, forget about all the drama and stuff. They're just guys with contracts that are coming to an end, and it's you know. It's just sort of getting real, although the Raptors have won their second straight game. They won tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell dropped 46 in his return to Salt Lake, but the Jazz won the game. We got the split. We bet on Mitchell over, um, but uh, we we were on the Cleveland Cavaliers. One of our few losses tonight. In fact, let's bring Andrew McKinnis in uh, right now from wagertalk.com. We'll talk some pucks and NHL, NHL hockey and NFL playoffs. And McKinnis, you know, I'm one of these people – I don't really live in the past. I don't care how people, if you won or lost or what this and all that. Like, Twitter's annoying, right? Like, it's all people just tweet all day. Oh, I won this. I won that. Like, no one cares. Like, seriously. Give me a take. Give me an opinion on something. Give me something I can use instead of telling me that you want a bet. Because you don't tweet when you lose the bet, right? So, I, I'm not I'm not down with that. But you and I have talked about this. And, I, you know. I said, oh, yeah, I remember once, you know, we had that 21-0 and 0, uh, you know, night once, and that was pretty cool. And, you know, there, you go on these runs sometimes, and tonight is one of those nights. But it's, I swear, McKenzie, it's a lot of hockey. We did well with basketball, but it's a lot of hockey tonight. And I'm gonna, just going to start off by saying, as you probably know by now, if you've realized and bet, that all 10 games tonight went over one and a half in the first period, Andrew McKinnis. 10 and 0 tonight. I was on eight of them. So I bet eight of them. So I went eight and 0 just alone in the first periods. Crazy stuff tonight. How you doing? That's awesome, Gabe. Yeah, congrats, man. It's great to be here with you. And, uh, you know, you got to love those period bets. Uh, sometimes I'll even get a little degen and bet second period overs, you know, and I'll, sometimes even I'll take a look at a, a first period, you know, Gabe, like I know you're, you're doing shows a lot of times while this stuff is going on, but I'll bet first period overs in game sometimes. Like if there's one goal with like seven minutes to go, you can oh, get yeah, the yeah, over yeah, one yeah. and a half at a good price or stuff like that. So I actually, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I was watching your show earlier actually uh, with the coach and Sharapan and, and uh, Cam and I in game bet uh, a little parlay myself uh, of some uh, first period overs and some Ooh. second period overs as well. So it, it was a fun. Well, that's why I'm mad at myself. Better. And I'll tell you what, man, those are, those are a sweat. Those are fun. They're a little bit degen, the in-game ones, but it's nice when you can get that magic number of one and a half at a pretty good price. I know people always say that juice doesn't matter if you win, but at the end of the day, it's nice to get a price that was 170 at minus 125 with eight minutes to go in the period. One thing I have noticed, it's true. Number one, I don't sweat them out too much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't watch and, like, panic about every shot and stuff. Like, oh, they haven't scored in the first five minutes. I know I, there's a flow to the NHL. If you'll notice, usually there's the first goals around, like, the 11 to 13-minute mark. Because the, there's always that prop. Will there be a goal in the first 920 or 950, depending on the book, in that range? Yes. And it, it normally happens right before, like, type thing. Like, I'm telling you, more <laughs> often, like, like you'll be like, oh, if you bet the, oh, no goal in the first 10 minutes or whatever, you'll be like, man, I'm looking good, I'm looking good, boom. Right? And then usually, you know, the ice gets cracked and broken. Somebody will score, like, six, seven, eight minutes into the game type thing, nine minute, whatever. And then, like you said, I've noticed because I've won quite a few bets this week, McKinnis, in the NHL over one and a halves where it was one nothing, and I'm doing a show, and I kind of give up on it. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, there's three minutes left in the period. Like, ah, there's only four minutes left. And, and then, boom. Or, as you stated, it's one, you know, teams are up one nothing and they score again with a couple of seconds. You know, long story short, guys, there are, McKinnis is right, there are a lot of goals, bro, even in the last minute, McKenna. So you can get ballsy, bro, up there. one nothing, and they're still posting a plus, you know, big plus money to be another goal in the period. I think it's worth a sprinkle sometimes because it does hit. There are a lot of late goals in periods in the NHL. 
And I'll tell you what, you know, we don't always get to watch all of our wagers, especially if we have a big, you know, slate and we're betting on a lot of stuff. But there's nothing more frustrating than when you have an over one and a half and you're watching the game and you're like, oh, my God, there it is. Yeah. That's a chance right there. There it is. And I'll tell you what, Gabe, I've learned my lesson, man. There's not a bet that I look forward to hammering more than a second period over. When I watch a first period over lose when it should have won, you don't even know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good I call actually. Game. I like where, dude, you're a good call because last week, last it's funny saying it because last week I went 0 for six on one of these nights, so it goes both ways, and I was so mad, McKinnis. Because after, word and no lie, swear to God, bro, like every game after was like a ton of goals in the second period after. Like right away. It's usually too. in the first three minutes. Yeah, yeah right away. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I cannot believe it's 2-2 when they just didn't score at all in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. see, these are things instead of just telling people we won. Here's another one. And look at tonight, bro, the Rangers, 2 nothing. The The Vancouver Canucks and the Pittsburgh Penguins, 2 nothing. Dude, the 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 two nothing lead in hockey. I know it's cliche and stuff, but it's it's factual, bro. And it happens every night. Look at Team Canada, even in the World Junior Championships, they blew a two nothing lead. The two nothing lead, you take that team. You know what? It's great if you can get plus two and a half. That's awesome, right? You're getting plus two and a half when a team is down two nothing. You know, it doesn't always work out that way unless they're the big dog. But even then, I'm telling you, bro. Like, it, it, dude. It, if you add up how many times, listen, I'm talking just about taking the puck line, McKinnis. I'm I'm not even saying having the balls to take the teams when they're down on the money line uh, when they're losing 2 nothing. But I'm on the air during these games. Like, I'm on the air during the early games, and then here I'm on after these late games and during the late games. Dude, 2 nothing leads get blown multiple times a night in the NHL, McKinnis. It's happening all the time. And, you know, teams just aren't as good at holding leads as they used to. You know, that's just the matter. But no, they never what, were. The, the, the 2 nothing lead has been a cliche for a long time. It really has been. You're right about you're right about that, but more more so, excuse me, more so as far as the Calgary Flames are concerned, like uh, look at them tonight, right? <laughs> Daryl Sutter, he's the kind of coach. You kind of have to know, you kind of have to know the coaches, right? Because... For example, if you look at a team like the Lightning or the Maple Leafs, if they have a lead, I wouldn't maybe want to take their opponent plus two and a half goals. If you have the Calgary Flames in a game and they're up a couple goals, what is the message in the locker room at the position? Because I'll tell you what, it's not guys go out there and run the score up. It is park the bus like you're a soccer team trying to protect the lead, and it does not work anymore for most teams. Look at the Islanders. Look at the Stars. They can't do it anymore. The Vancouver Canucks, bro, blow leads all the time. Look at them. They were winning 3 nothing tonight. <laughs> Gabe, so I'm, I'm They were winning 3 nothing. Making... Somehow then they're losing 5-3, and then they lose 5-4. So I go 3-0, and McKins, because I took over 1.5 in the first period, over 6.5 in the game, and the Canucks plus 1.5. I'm killing it with that trifecta every game. <laughs> I got to give you credit, man, because I heard you. I was making dinner, and I wasn't watching any games. And I heard you give out the picks. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I hear your reaction. You're like, oh, here we go. There's a goal. And then I was like, there's no way this game is 3-3. There's no way this game is 3-3. You know, sometimes you just got to go with with what's working. And I feel like yeah, people yeah, don't overthink are almost exactly. worried to do that. Yeah, like, I know it sounds so cliche, but, like, don't overthink things. Like, I'll be honest, because I think it's – uh, to give a little confession here, I thought the Seattle Kraken were gonna were gonna start to regress. I don't know why I picked the last two they're games. Better. I didn't bet against them the last <laughs> two games. They're just they're just a good team, you know. Like uh, end of the road trip, this and that. Who they're playing, it doesn't matter. They're a pretty good hockey team. All right, we've got another segment with Andrew McKenna. So there's a light night in the NHL uh, tomorrow, but we've got the NFL playoffs. So we'll get hockey picks and football picks from McKinnis. Coming up next, this is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This is Sportridge. Andrew McCann is kicking with us right now. We're going to cut the small talk because uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. All right, a lot of stuff to get to. So let's get into this right now. We were just talking NHL uh, hockey, and the first periods were just, you know, 10 and 0. And Dave Sharapan brought this up on Game Time Decisions uh, tonight or in Game Live, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um,. I said about my own show, whatever the hell, whatever. Uh, anyways, Dave Sharapan brought it up because we were like, wow, like all these first periods were hitting. And he said last night the last four actually all hit too. So that's like a 14-0 run right now with these first period overs, which leads me into McKinnis here. Uh, the Washington Capitals at the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers are a team I've been betting on recently. Um, I didn't... Uh, I didn't have them on the West Coast swing. So they went 3-0. You know, Andrew, that was the first time in in Philadelphia Flyer history that they swept the California road trip. It's pretty crazy. They'd never gone 3-0 before <laughs> in California. So they swept the, the Florida trip. They went back home. Everyone thought they were going to lose after the successful, successful uh, road trip. They win the hockey game. They lose to the Leafs, but then they bounce right back and they beat the Sabres. Now they're at home, plus 152 against the Capitals. And I'll tell you what, we're going back to the over one and a half in the first period here. What's your quick take on this one? We'll go rapid fire and then get into the NFL. What's your take on this one? I guess key for this Flyers team has been their defense. You know, they've been resilient at uh, allowing, you know, uh, zone entries to be easy for teams. It's at at all, really. I mean, it's been very tough for teams to get into their own end. I would lean towards the under in this game, Gabe. Um, It's hard to argue Philadelphia at that great price that we're getting. I'm going to give out the under six here. I think that's the play. I understand that the over one and a half, especially with the Flyers, but the way that they play. But I think the under six is the play here for the Flyers at home. All right. Well, you could win the under six, and I could win the over first uh, period, one and a half. Both things could happen. <laughs> Both things could happen. Um, listen, Washington are playing good hockey right now. They're 7-1-2 in their last uh, 10 games, but so are Philadelphia. Philadelphia actually 7-3 and three to the over um, in their last 10. They've won six of their last 10 games. They're kind of a streaky team, uh, Philadelphia. Um, they're not great at home or anything like that. As far as recent uh, recent matchups, they've only played twice this year. They played early in the season, and Washington beat them 3-2. And then they played December the 7th, and Washington beat them 4-1. All right, so uh, next game up, the Nashville Predators, plus 164 in the 6 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs are minus 200. The total is 6.5 in that game, McKinnis. I've been getting called a Nashville Predators hater uh, by a lot of people. Then stop hating I'm on them. Constantly him. calling them <laughs> mid. Okay. And you know what? I, what I, do you I call them? I didn't even know I was. At, they're mid. They're always going to be mid. They're they're a medium team. They're never going to be above average because their coach and their GMs don't go out and get good players. The past five six years, they've, they've exceeded the expectations this year. Though team. they're better than people thought they were going to be. 
Yeah, but I mean, what are they going to do at the end of the year? What are they going to do in the postseason? I mean, they're just they're good enough. What What did you tell me about the Bruins? I'm not last? worried about the you end of the year. I'm worried about enough. the Leafs tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> tomorrow. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I do not think that this Predators team is a good team. I don't think they can hang with a team that plays with enough pace like the Maple Leafs do. I like the puck line for the Maple Leafs. They went through a small wow. little patch where they weren't really playing their best hockey. I'm going to go here and say plus 125, 130. I think that this Leafs team is going to be too fast and too deep, and I can't believe I'm giving that many compliments in one sentence to the Toronto Maple Leafs. But the Predators have been playing okay recently. i got to give them credit. They're off a great win, but I don't think they can match up with the Leafs line for line. Give me the Leafs on the puck line. i got to tell you, I think I, I agree with the people that think you're a Nashville Predator hater. It sounds like the, there is a lot of hate there. Dislike, lack of respect. <laughs> And everything, uh, everything, all the above. Hey, listen, no one thinks they're winning a cup. Or wherever it'll be in the playoffs, <laughs> no one says they're going to win a cup. But uh, they're 19, 14, 5, and 1. People didn't have high expectations, so it's true. You're not alone. I got into an actual fight. Not fight, but uh, like a 20, like longer than I wanted debate, okay? It wasn't a fight, but it was like with George Kurtz about the Nashville Predators because he said they sucked. <laughs> I said they do not suck. And he goes, yeah, well, he said the same thing. Well, where, where are they? They're not even in the playoffs. What are they going to do? And like, I'm like, that's irrelevant. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're five games over 500. There's a difference. The Blackhawks suck, okay? The Columbus Blue Jackets suck. There's difference between sucking and I think you're a mid-tier thing. They're a mid-tier hockey team. They're better yeah. mid-tier right you'd now, never, but you'd never franchise. Catch, yeah, I would never I would never say they suck. I'm, I'm just saying they've been a clone of themselves for the past seven years. They've been the same team, it seems like. That's all I'm, I'm saying. saying they're 7 1 and 2 in their last 10 games, and they're putting money in people's pockets. I'm taking the Nashville Predators plus a one and a half, but but we're not here to debate the picks. Edmonton. I was going to use your own sentence against you and say, well, what are you betting? <laughs> Nashville plus one and a half. That's what I'm betting, and over one and a half in the first period. All right, Edmonton. This team's a disappointment to me. I, I, I guess Evander Kane means that much to them. Um, the goaltending, whatever. It's just say you don't want to talk about same old, same old. Like the National Predators aren't supposed to be good, so they just are who they are, right? Like the Edmonton Oilers are supposed to be good. They have like the best player in the league. They don't, you know, they just never take that next step. I thought after last year's playoff run they could, but we're spending too much time on this. So Edmonton and Anaheim, what's your take? Edmonton Anaheim going over six and a half. Uh, this is a opportunity for us to take a look at an Anaheim team that gives up the bottom three most shots against per in the entire league. Their power penalty kill is horrible, but guess what? The Oilers give up goals as well. And Dreisaitl, McDavid, those guys can't carry the load, and they don't really play well defensively. Honestly, I don't think they're playing too well uh, on the defensive side of the ice, and that's hurting them. So um, I think the over is the player. I think we'll get some goals from Anaheim, but I think I could see more of a 5-3, 6-3 type of game here from the Edmonton Oilers. To me, one of the more underrated teams in the NHL – at least from the, the NHL media, which is basically a Canadian-based media, and they have their heads so far up the Maple Leafs' asses and, and, and Connor McDavid and all this. They don't acknowledge, like, look at the dude, like, the teams, like, look, Edmonton, these teams going to L.A. and are favored and stuff when the Kings are better than they are, right? Like, the Kings are 24 um, and 14 right now. They're 10 games over 500. I don't care about the 5-1 and one lock crap, whatever. 24, uh, 14, 5-1. Against San Jose, listen, I'm not in love with laying a price. San Jose do have something going for them. Their games do go over the number. The Kings are hot right now. Any opinion on the Sharks and the Kings? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, this is a San Jose Sharks team that, uh, of course, they're playing tonight, um, but they played a game tonight. But this is an, a San Jose Sharks team that is about as inconsistent as it gets. I mean, I talk about depth all the time. They are a team that relies heavily on a couple players to do all the work for them. And when those guys aren't having a good game, it is an absolute clown show out there, and they're giving up five or six goals. The LA Kings, I agree with you. They are one of the most disrespected teams in the National Hockey League, not by fans, just by the odds makers. You know, people continue uh, to bet against them. They play as a unit. They play as a group. The way I want to look at this game, I want to take a look at the San Jose Sharks team total under two and a half goals. I feel like wow. the LA Kings will come out on top in this game, Gabe. But like you said, 
Why worry about that price? Why worry about that big number for the LA Kings? Why I like them is because they play so well defensively. Under two and a half team total for San Jose at minus one, 120. So the San Jose Sharks were victorious uh, tonight in the desert. They beat the Coyotes uh, 4-2. All right, NFL football, Andrew McInnes. What the hell happened to your Packers, McInnes, on Sunday night? A lot of bad things. A lot <laughs> I got of Detroit things. Lions. Sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, I know we don't have enough time for me to rant, so you don't want to So who, who are you hitching your wagon to now? <laughs> who are you pulling for? <laughs> who are you betting on? What, what do you think about the NFL? I'm jumping on your Buffalo Bills uh, wagon here. Oh, That's boy. what I'm doing. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, but this is the thing, though. Everyone's jumping on the Cincinnati Bengals saying they're going to take down the Bills. They're the, you know, the team to beat. I like this Bills team. A lot of it's defensively. I feel like they've just got so many different plays, so many different weapons to offer. All I hear from people is they don't have a run game. They don't have a run game. They can't compete like that. I completely disagree. I think that their game against the Miami Dolphins is going to be an absolute massacre. I think it's not even going to be close. I'm, I'm worried uh, for anybody that's taking Miami right now. When I look at this Miami Dolphins team, people are handicapping them based on what happened at the start of the year. I was someone betting on their team totals, player props, betting on their sides. But it's like what you always tell me. Ever since I met you, Gabe, you've talked about not worrying about the past, not worrying about schedules and stuff, worrying about right now in the future, the play for this weekend. And I feel like laying the points with your bills is a good way to make some money this weekend. Yeah, it's starting to feel that way, doesn't it? That, you know, pardon the pun, but the wagons are starting to circle around the Miami Dolphins right now. Right, I mean, we're talking about a team that didn't score an offensive touchdown against the New York Jets this past weekend. We'll give them credit. They found a way to win the game, but let's be real, right? It was Joe Flacco and the Jets, and it was a train wreck. Buffalo should come out firing here. You know, you're, I'm a little bit concerned about the back door. I do believe Buffalo, listen, Buffalo right now are nine and a half point favorites. Seven point teasers, guys. You're getting them down to two and a half. And, and then you got San Francisco with nine and a half as well. It's almost too good to be true, but there's your seven point teaser. San Francisco minus two and a half. Buffalo minus two and a half. Follow Andrew McKinnis on Twitter. McKinnis picks. And at wagertalk.com. Great stuff, Andrew. Always a pleasure. All right, Gabe. Go Bills. Mike Tenier next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's do this thing. Let's talk NFL football, the one of the best in the business. Mike Tenier, New York Times contributor, FB outsider, steps up and in. Happy New Year, Mike. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Happy New Year and happy playoffs, everyone. 
oh, let's do this thing, man. It's football <laughs> season. And even though we haven't kicked off and we haven't played a single playoff game uh, yet, yeah. Mike, there's already an eye on the upcoming National Football League uh, draft. Georgia yeah. Bulldog uh, defensive lineman Jalen Carter has announced he's going to enter the NFL draft. And I remember last year, and in fact, we were in Vegas for the draft uh, last year. It was probably the most anticlimactic draft ever, right? There was oh, no gosh. quarterbacks. There was nothing flashy. There was no sizzle, man. There was, there was no sizzle whatsoever. And it was really, well, Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, and it kind of settled in that it was going to be Trayvon Walker. This year is different, isn't it, Mike, in the sense that who knows what the Bears are ever going to do. There's a ton of teams that are looking for quarterbacks. Are they going to go the veteran route? Are they going to draft? And then you get it even to the defensive players. As you wrote uh, on Twitter, about Jalen Carter he could be the first pick he could be the fourth pick we know he's going to be a high pick uh, but there is a lot of questions and intrigue coming into this draft absolutely I, and I what I have done so far Jalen Carter is the uh, best non-quarterback but best non-quarterback means third pick fourth pick fifth pick in most drafts you're right last year was different because there weren't quarterbacks this year there are quarterbacks in Bryce Young Alabama CJ Stroud Ohio State some other guys like uh, like Andy Richardson of Florida and Will Levis of Kentucky are all getting the attention and with the Bears at number one and the Bears general manager Ryan Poles was talking this week and he is endorsing uh, Justin Fields and we've all heard those endorsements before but I believe these endorsements I believe they're endorsing Justin Fields it means it means he's open his phone is open and he's ready to talk to the Texans who need a quarterback ready to talk to the Colts who need a quarterback and these are teams that only have to trade a little to get up go up one spot two spot three spots in the draft so there's going to be a lot of intrigue in the weeks to come and I'll tell you right now you can think Jalen Carter is the best player I think Jalen Carter is the best player he's getting plus 800 right now if you like to bet the draft that's going to be the first overall pick don't take it quarterbacks are going to leapfrog him it's going to be one of those quarterbacks instead and if there was one thing i learned from last year it was a constant evolving process with the draft i'd never seen so much line movement you're right yeah. and basically whoever the favorite is don't do it <laughs> that's the moral <laughs> of the story don't do it because yeah. they won't be the favorite in a week or so so and yeah. i was kicking myself last year because i was like man trayvon walker was 12 to 1 at one point right like seriously yeah. he was 8 to 1 12 yeah, to 1 and boom yeah, and then boom, there he was. Oh, he's minus 240 now. And I was like, man, we really could have gotten everybody at plus money. So just from a betting perspective, I'm just going to sort of pull the trigger, as you stated, if I'm seeing 12 to 1, 16 to 1s, because stuff is going to happen. But let me just quickly uh, ask you, I'm watching, uh, you know, I was watching uh, Tannenbaum, former Jet general manager. So I'm watching ESPN, yeah. and he's not the only one. There seems to be a push that Justin Fields – isn't quite good enough. Yeah, he's good, but oh, Bryce Young, let me tell you, <laughs> what do you make of that? Because I think Justin Fields is just freaking fine. He hasn't had anyone to work with around him. Get him some talent. What, what, what's your opinion on it? Yeah, if you want to go out there and replace, you know, uh, uh, Justin Fields with Tom Brady or something, that's one thing. Uh, if you say, I need a quarterback right now that's going to win, you can say, okay, there's more experienced quarterbacks. If you, there's no, makes no sense to move on from Justin Fields and then put Bryce Young in or put C.J. Stroud in and say, hey, Bryce Young, hey, C.J. Stroud, you know we don't have any receivers. You know we don't have any offensive line. You know we don't have any defense anymore because we traded them all last year. Run around for dear life. That's what Justin Fields was doing, running around for dear life. He was incredible at it. And he could scramble for yards, almost broke Lamar Jackson's record, could throw the ball on the run pretty well, just couldn't get anything accomplished in structure. Yeah, he's got to grow there. They've got to grow around him, too, and get him some real weapons. So I think that would be a foolish uh, maneuver by the Bears to trade fields. I'm not saying they wouldn't do it, but I think it would be a foolish maneuver by the Bears to do that. By the way, you were talking about plus 1,600s, plus whatevers. Will Levis, a Kentucky quarterback, plus 1,500 right now. All the GMs are going to talk themselves into this guy. I don't see it in him, but the GMs are going to talk themselves into it. I love Bryce Young. Bryce Young's undersized. You know how, what happens when these guys get their tape measures out. They start dinking and dunking a guy and then knocking him down for being five pounds too small, an inch too small. So keep an eye out for some of those other quarterbacks. Levis at plus 1,500. Anthony Richardson at plus 6,000. Mike Tanier joining us and Mike I don't write very well but I could do this right now because I'll tell you what you could like writers out there you could write this article and just put it you know just put it on save and then submit it you're gonna see Will Levis interviewed very well general manager falls in love with Will Levis after interview promise you Mike promise you that's the theme that no, dude Will Levis is gonna have like some of the best interviews in the history of interviews I promise you this everything you say is 100% true and I have no notes <laughs> Nothing to add to it. 
<laughs> Thank you very much, and you're a smart man. So when, when I knew you were coming on the show today, I was glad, actually, because I wanted to ask you, who are and what are the Minnesota Vikings? And I know you guys wrote about this. Yeah, so they're DVOA and all this other fancy stuff. They're 13-4, and four, yet they have a plus-minus differential of minus three points on the season. Yeah. But they are 13-4. and four. They are 8-1 yeah. and one on their home field. They did beat right. the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I could right. go on. Who is this team? What are what are they? And are they good? What's your take on the Vikings? And then what's your take on the Viking Giant game? They're, they are a team that would be around nine and eight in a typical season. They would have lost that Bills game because Josh Allen would have fumbled when he's trying to kneel out the clock at the end. And there's one or two other games that could have gone either way that kind of went their way. One of the things they do have going for them is that they are a veteran, experienced team. There are a lot of guys in those te- that, that that lineup that we know that are in their 30s that played for years that were Pro Bowlers in their prime, still playing pretty well. All those Harrison Smiths and Eric Hendrickses and Adam Thielen's and Kirk Cousins is along the way. They avoid mistakes. They avoid penalties as well. I'm going to tell you right now, the Vikings are the least penalized team in the NFL in terms of penalties for and penalties against. So they force opponents to commit penalties, guys committing the, you know, pass interference on Jefferson and Thielen. They don't get as many of themselves. That works in their advantage. That makes them a little better than they look on paper. That said, they're a very lucky team. They would be, I think, prohibitive un- underdogs at home against most of their opponents. They're fortunately playing a Giants team that also is not as good as their record. And probably maybe does not have the talent to stand up to them on the field. I agree. I think the Vikings get it done here. They are three-point favorites. Who do you like in this game? Mm -hmm. Uh, Our methods of football outsiders are leaning towards the Giants on this because the Giants do come out in our methods as a better team. I'm nervous about it. I feel as though right now this Giants plus three, I would take it. Because I get the push. Because every Vikings game ends with a field goal victory at the end. So I would take the points. Like the Giant the game did a few weeks ago when they played against each other. Yeah. Right, right. So if I get three points, it gives me the safety of the push or the win on the upset or the one-point win by the Vikings, I would take the Giants. Mike Tanier, Epi Outsiders, joining us. I am Gable Morancy. So, Mike, it's funny how how time can change people's opinions and perceptions. And I was part of the mob at the time that said, well, you know what? I don't know if it was Doug Peterson. I think Frank Reich was actually the brains and right <laughs> of, of, of everything in Philadelphia. Well, here's Frank Reich watching the playoffs on TV and Doug yeah. Peterson goes from worst to first. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at this game and I'm not going to lie, Mike, like, you know, normally my, when I was a betting man, it's sort of like love at first sight. You either know or you don't. Like I know right away on Sunday night, the week before, sort of yes, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm forcing that. I like that, but I shouldn't. You know what I mean? So I sort yeah. of looked at the games and I'm like, you know what? Hmm, Chargers are only two point favorites. Huh? Only one point road favorites, huh? And then I don't know. And then basically it started to hit me why they are. And I'm like, man, it's hard to trust Brandon Staley. Like it just is yeah. against a Super Bowl caliber winning coach like Doug Peterson, who clearly the Jaguar players love. You and I have talked about Justin Herbert. Let's give him credit. I think he's played his best football. They're in the playoffs. It is what it is. Except still, he's not the number one pick. He's not the former national champion that's played in massive games. State champion, national champion. That's Trevor Lawrence. So I'm looking. I've got a Super Bowl coach, and I've got a national champion, number one overall pick quarterback. As a pick them on their home field in a playoff game, I'm starting to buy into the Jags. What's your opinion? Here's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon, the Chargers opened the window, the practice window, for injured left tackle uh, 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 Rashawn Slater. Okay, So if he is available, and he might be available for that game, it makes a big difference. The Jaguars' defensive line, if you saw that game on Saturday night against the Titans, they're Josh Allen, Arden Key, Trayvon Walker. They were, they were smothering the quarterbacks for the Titans. If those guys are coming off the edge against the rookies and, and, and the backups the Chargers have had at tackle, that's going to be a real problem. And then I would lean towards the Jaguars, take care of business on offense, and get the pass rush going to force some mistakes on defense. If the Chargers are full speed, if the Chargers' left tackle is healthy, I feel more confident in Justin Herbert and his healthy receiving core, who we didn't see earlier in the year, get the job done. So, so keep an eye on that. Look at that injury report. And you see if that left tackle is healthy for the Chargers. I'm going to lean in their direction. We've got about three and a half minutes left with Mike Tanier, so I'm going to pick the pace up. Mike, a lot of people that we talk to, including Dallas Cowboy fans and media types that happen to be Cowboy fans, everybody likes the Bucks, and yeah. it's real. This isn't a perception because it's not even three anymore. FanDuel's got two and a half up right now for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys in this spot. Your take? I, you know what? I'm thinking the Cowboys can win this game and almost surprise people by winning this game. What's your take on Monday Night Football? 
A surprise it would be a surprise. The football outsiders' methods lean toward the Cowboys, although they're not blown away by what the Cowboys have been doing lately. Uh, I personally think the Cowboys should put the Buccaneers out of their misery at halftime. Cowboys' pass rush has been playing outstanding football. The Buccaneers are banged up and kind of slowed down at just about every position on the field. I think the Cowboys should be able to get 17, 20-point lead at halftime and put the game out of reach of the magic of Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady has thrown seven touchdown passes in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter this year. There have been so many games with the Buccaneers were trailing 16-3 to with four minutes left, five minutes left, and came back to win. I think the Cowboys can put it out of range of Brady doing that kind of nonsense at the end of the game and come away with a victory. I agree with Mike. I actually agree. I'm standing my ground on this one uh, with with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, Mike, so we've got Seattle, San Francisco, Miami, uh, Buffalo, and uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. What sticks out to you about those games? And if you like anything, is there going to be an upset this weekend? Uh, the most the closest thing to an upset, I think, would be the Giants getting the win there. Uh, that's the one I would feel most confident in. I'm looking at these, these spreads. I'm noticing, by the way, that the, the Dolphins-Bills spread has been dancing around lately. Yep. I saw it go to and 11. down. Yeah, I saw it come to 9.5 uh, just very, very recently, last, last time I checked. So it's worth monitoring what's causing that, keeping an eye on what the quarterback situation is for the Miami Dolphins. We're waiting on Tua. Uh, a little bird told me that with Tua, it would be around 9.5, where if it's a Skyler Thompson, officially would go all the way to 13. So keeping an eye on that, if it's, if it's if we get the Dolphins and we have Tua Tungavailoa quarterback, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the points with that quarterback. Otherwise, 49ers and Seahawks. I don't know if you saw uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, he was doing a, a, a press conference, and he was talking about his team, and then he said something like, unfortunately, <laughs> we, we got to play the 49ers. And he's cracking up and shaking his head as he's saying it. Not exactly a poker face as to what Pete Carroll thinks of his lineup versus the 49ers lineup in that game. So I am not touching it unless you start telling me that I could get uh, the Seahawks in two touchdowns. You know, it's funny. I actually saw Pete live immediately after after the Lion game. So when he knew they uh-huh. were getting in. So they cut uh-huh. in, and the Seattle show cuts in to Pete Carroll. And exactly right. He goes, I'm very happy for the guys, for everything they've worked for. But we've got to go to San Francisco. And, you know, like he sort of, like he was sort of like, like this is the party. He was like, I'm so happy for the guys right now. Right. Yeah. He sort of kept saying, right now, this is great. We got to go to San Francisco, though. And, you know, and like, he was like, he didn't hide it. As you say, he's sort of no. hiding it. I don't know, though. He's sort of setting the expectations low. And, you know, they're, they're playing with house money uh, yeah. there. Uh, playing with house money. What about this? Uh, man, we got uh, 15 seconds. This Bengal team's scary right now, aren't they? Bengals team is scary, almost as scary as the 49ers team. But I think we're all stuck waiting for the situation with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Doesn't look good, but it could be a game changer if he's available. Okay, 10 seconds. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Who's playing the Super Bowl? I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles getting past the 49ers because of the rookie quarterback. And let's put the Buffalo Bills in there with them, playing as good as they have to play down the stretch right now. Always a pleasure, my man. Great Twitter follow. Mike Tenier, read his stuff. FB Outsiders. Thanks, Mike. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.
Media. Quick Sunday, it's Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Excellent stuff as always with Mike Tenier. FB Outsiders, great website, great publication, New York Times. Uh, we, we've got a full house still to come. Uh, we've got Steve Merrill joining us. We've got Pete Annapolis uh, kicking it with us. we got Jeff Feinberg. As I stated, we got a full house on the program uh, this evening. We've got all the bases covered. And speaking of which, actually, Carlos Correa is finally signed, sort of, um, physical pending. <laughs> He's back to Minnesota after all this. San Francisco, San Francisco, New York, and, uh, you know, Everyone, Met fans, oh, we're taking the world over. We got Carlos Correa. Well, you know, not anymore. No, no. There was some crazy stuff out there, too. Some jackass on Twitter basically said that the reason that Carlos Correa failed his physical was um, was because he's got a twin brother, and he sent his twin brother instead because he's actually injured and he's trying to scam baseball teams. I never talked about it. Somebody sent it to me, and they said, Marenzi, well, you see this? And I was like, what? And I look at it, and then I saw it was, like, outkicked the coverage. I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so then, yeah, so you notice that didn't, like, really, really, really go, really didn't really go anywhere after that? The Alex Jones of sports sites. Um, all right, so we'll get into some NFL picks uh, here before Pete Yiannopoulos joins us. I want to... Uh, I want to get into uh, some of this line movement uh, here. The Seattle Seahawks are getting nine and a half points. And last night, uh, last night after the show, I was taking a look at some of the futures. You know, all right, what, what are we doing here? You know, you have the Super Bowl forecast, and what other options are they offering? And the NFC exact forecasts. Who's going to play in the NFC Conference Championship game? I was surprised at what the odds were. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.